who cares about the Champions League. We have the elite here on the Highbury squad this evening. Welcome, everybody. Could get rowdy. Well, Dan's here and the boys below, as you know, are very much about Mr. Arteta. But where will everyone sit tonight? It's the I Spotify with my little eye. Welcome to the Highbury squad. Speaking of elite, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to welcome to the show my podcast brother from another mother. Welcome back, Mr. Super Kev, Super Kevin Campbell. Bow, boom, kaboom. <laughs> digging the digging the tracksuit top tonight, Casey. Are you ready? No. <laughs> <laughs> also I'm joining more than me. Ready. You're more I'm than more ready. Than you're ready. always more than ready. I mean, you're always ready to shoot in the back of the net. Uh, Dan Potts, the host of uh, the Team Talk from Same Old Arsenal. Welcome back to the shoe. Cheers, Sov. Good to see you all. It's going to be a good show. I can feel it in the water. I can feel it in the water. It looks <laughs> it like he's in trouble already, doesn't he? This one. Well, we've got some good. We've got some good guests tonight. We've got. We've got Mikel Arteta's defence lawyer, Harry Simu. We've got Tom, Tom Trust the Process, Canton. Oh, he's and done the got, intros for me. <laughs> yeah, we've got Kevin, Kevin Mikel Arteta Campbell. Let's, oh, have Let's have some. Dan Potts has been planning that all day. He's probably got it written out on a post-it. He's got mind maps all over his room where he just comes up with names. I love it. Perfect. Well, just officially, it's Harry Simeon, the founder and host of uh, Chronicles of Aguna. Welcome, Harry. Thank you for having me. Pleasure to be on. And founder, owner and host of the Guna Talk TV, Mr. Tom Canton. Welcome back to the show. Pleasure as always. Right. I've been looking forward to having all of you fellas in the room because we do have and have had differing opinions on our season so far. Not so much in the Cups, but definitely in the Premier League. Uh, and there's all this talk about a takeover, which the Cronkies tried to put the kibosh on just a few minutes ago with their announcement. But, you know, I never thought for a second that they would sell. I don't think many of us thought they would sell. Just really in 30-second soundbite, I just wanted to go around the room and get your take on that before we move on. I'm having a little bit of fun with the title of tonight's show, of course. Um, Dan, I'll start with you. Um, did you think for a second that this would happen? And secondly, is it just another PR spin from ex-PR spin that he's benefiting from the from the attention personally is what I think, and the Cronkies may have another ace up their sleeve. What's your thought? I think there might be something in this one, so if I just think that we're looking at now at our fans uniting, and finally it looks like the message is quite clear that the, we want the Cronkies out. And I think if the right amount of money was stumped up, he's a businessman and he will sell. I don't believe anything this guy says. So I think personally, although he's come out tonight and says, uh, uh, I ain't budging, I think the right money and he would sell up because he must know the fans hate him and I've hated him for a while and this is just the, enough to tip him over the edge and I think personally yes if the money is right then I think he probably would sell can I see it happening who knows how serious this Spotify thing is but I think that if they were serious about it and it looks like they are if they are, are getting free legends involved as well then that wouldn't be false news I wouldn't have thought um, so I think there might be something in this, but maybe I'm just being optimistic. <laughs> Tom, what's your take on uh, this? I'm definitely of the ilk that Eck is looking for some PR, has added some brand equity to Spotify. Subscriptions are up. They announced their interface with Facebook yesterday. What's your take on the Cronkies versus him? 
That's me being professional, as always. Um, <laughs> anyone would anyone would think you run your own channel or something. Oh no! Oh no! Unbelievable, series. great start. Well done, Tom. Um, when it, yeah, I just I think I think he won't sell. I just I can't see it happening. For me, he just does not care. It, we've known that for as long as he's been here that he doesn't care about what people think about it. As long as he's got the club in his hands, he can earn the dividends off the club. It doesn't It doesn't really matter to him. And he's said that, I suppose, tonight with their statement, whether or not, obviously, people have come out and said that, of course, he would say he's not going to sell the club. You wouldn't come out and say, I'm going to sell the club. But, but it's still, I just can't see it happening. Even though I desperately want it to, I just can't see it happening. Harry, what's your take on it? I don't think a good businessman... And, and Kroenke is a good businessman, regardless of what we think of him as a as a football club owner. I don't think any good businessman fully closes the door on a sale at any point. I think there will be an amount of money out there that will make him sell. And I think that it's not completely off the table. I, I am one of those people who says Kroenke was never going to come out and say, yes, I want to sell. That immediately drives the price down. Why would he do that? So I'm not saying he's definitely going to sell. But I don't think this statement that he's put out tonight makes any difference. That, that's Su- my view. Super Kev, um, firstly, if, if you're a billionaire owner and you want to really o- overtake a business, you don't announce it to the world. Um, that's that's why I it, lean towards Eck being after PR here and wanting to do other things. Um, as an ex-player... Also, I'm not saying I'm disappointed in Henri and Vieira and Burkamp because you could never be in any way, shape or form. But in my, I would love for them to be banging on Kroenke's door in some way to say, let us help you, um, knowing that they're probably not going to sell. What's your, what's your quick take on what's happened well, in the last hour? Well, they, well, they know that's not going to happen. They've, they've been part of the club over many years. And if that was going to happen, <laughs> they would have been welcomed in with open arms. So... You know, knocking on Cronkies' door ain't going to work. Well, that was and, that and, more and, Wenger and the board than the Cronkies. Well, it's, it's, it's the Cronkies' club, isn't it? So, whether you could, whoever's managing or whoever, it's still their club. And if they wanted it to happen, it happens. Mm. When you own something, if you want it to happen, it happens. But obviously, they don't want it to happen. And they've got behind Eck, or X reached out to these guys to try for change, which I've, hey, listen, it, which pulls on the heartstrings. Of course, it does. But realistically, it ain't mm. happening. It, it definitely isn't happening. Yeah, there is a number. Of course there is a number. But I don't think this ex got enough money. Maybe we've dodged a bullet as well because the caveat to that, you never know, could have been Thierry Henry or Patrick Vieira becoming manager of Arsenal. And nobody wants that at this point, let's be honest. As much as I love them, um, that would be a big mistake. Right. Let's get stuck into this. Um, You guys are the owners. S- screw Cronky, Screw Eck. Uh, For tonight, you guys are the owners of Arsenal Football Club and you're rebuilding for next season. I've given you a budget of 150 million, which you've had to subsidise by also selling three players. So we're going to go through the team, the main team. I'm not going to do under 23s and all that type of stuff. I'll touch on a couple of players um, here, but I want to start with um, you, Dan, um, and we'll save the manager to the end, of course. The biggest conversation over the last few days and maybe a few weeks has been Leno um, and his loss of confidence in goal. Hasn't been performing as well. I would argue that his saves as much as Aubameyang's goals saved us in the two previous season. Um, Dan, where do you stand with Leno? And are you keeping selling? What are you doing with him? And 
there are rumours that he may want to go. And there's a certain goalkeeper that used to play for Arsenal that might want to leave Juventus because Donnarumma might be going there. Maybe a reunion with Was now he's more mature. What's your take on Leno? I'm not a massive fan of going back, so I wouldn't go for Chesney. Uh, but I would go for Donnarumma, that's for sure. When it comes to uh, Leno, I'm a fan and I still am. Um, I feel like he's had more bad, uh, more good games sorry, than bad games. And although his mistake was pretty shambolic against Everton on Friday, I do feel that there is a good goalkeeper in there. Um, I don't know that sometimes he's playing out from the back um, works, but I think we can say that with anybody. But when it comes to the situation with our goal, in goalkeepers in the Premier League, how many of these goalkeepers this season have not made more than three or four mistakes? I can think Alisson, Edison, Pope, even Martinez. But when Leno does it, everyone has a meltdown. I personally feel like he's kept us in a lot of games and I would 100% keep him. We do need a backup um, or we need to have someone fight for the shirt with Leno for the number one. So, yeah, I mean, Donnarumma, I mean, Harry will tell you more. He's into Serie A. I think he wants loads and loads of money a week. But oh, yeah. I really like the kid. I think he's a great goalkeeper potentially and would be a good a good signing. But I'm keeping Leno um, personally. Harry, are you keeping Leno? Are you, what are you doing Yeah, then? I'm keeping Leno because I just, in my mind, I'm thinking about how much it would cost to buy better than Burn Leno. And, mm -hmm. and and I don't think we have that sort of money. Um, I, I agree with Dan. His errors do seem to get highlighted a little bit more than other people's. You know, Alisson at Liverpool's had a shocking season, but, you know, it feels like when Leno does it, and maybe it feels like that to us because we're more attached to Arsenal Football Club and we, you know, scrutinise the performances in, in a lot more detail. I, I agree that Leno, for me, Leno is not a top, top goalkeeper. He's just on that bracket below. And for now... As much as I don't think he's he's going to take us to the very top for now, I don't see him as the biggest problem at Arsenal. And so replacing him for me is not a priority if you're rebuilding. Tom, what say you? I'm going to make sure I mute myself first. That's what I'm going to do. Um, <laughs> I think when it comes down to Leno, I agree with a lot with what Dan said. I think that we focus, as humans anyway, we always focus on the negatives. It's the way we go. Um, you could do 10 good things and one bad mistake, and that's the things that we, that we usually kind of pinpoint on. So I probably would keep him, but I really do highlight that backup goalkeeper position as one of our priorities in the summer. And I'm kind of when we talk about who we bring in a little bit later on, there's there's someone already at the club that I think is is worthy of of maybe giving a, a permanent contract to. Super Kev, you and I had a show a couple months ago where we were ready to sign a lot of different goalkeepers. Do you still feel the same way about Leno? Do you think if we're really truly rebuilding a team to challenge in the Premier League that we have a, a good that can become a great goalkeeper? Um, between the uh, posts, yeah, I think it's if I think it's far too important. If you could get a, you get an opportunity to get one of the top ones, you get him. You know, you don't mess around. And uh, I just think, listen, we we made the decision. We took, we stuck with Leno and Martinez went, and 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 the guys are right. Goalkeepers have made mistakes um, all throughout the season, but the most important thing is, if you ask everybody here, is he top class? They'll tell you he's not top class. So if we can get a top class keeper, which Arsenal are used to having, you get him because they make the difference. How much do you guys think he would go for in the transfer market, Leno? 
Because remember, there's going to be some sacrificial lambs in order for us to be able to turn this team over. It's not just going to come out of the Cronkies' pockets. We know that. Just real quick, how much do you guys think Leno would go for in the transfer market? I think in this current climate, what was he, 26 million that we bought him for? We're probably looking at a little bit more on top of that because now he's... uh, Yeah, I was going to say about 30. I don't think you get 30, to be honest. I'd, I'd say around 25, 22 even. Well, if you got twenty, if you got if you got between twenty four and thirty, I think you've done well. Yeah, I think you factor in. Obviously, he came in for twenty five ish, and would you say he's really improved a load since arriving? I'm not sure if he has. And then you have to factor in the pandemic. You factor in the fact that he said in an interview that he'd be open to a new challenge that lowers the price in itself. So, I'm not sure the price changes too much from what we bought him for. Yeah, a lot of people in chat agreeing with you guys. Right. Okay, let's get stuck into this. We'll just let it be free-flowing. I just want to – I think we all agree that there are certain players that are untouchable in this discussion, right? It includes these three. Are we in agreement on that, everybody? Whoa, 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 well, come on, you're not going to... No, no, none no, of you no, are selling no, soccer, no, are you? No, I'm saying, why are people untouchable? If, if it's going to be our decision, don't tell anybody that they're untouchable. Let's <laughs> okay, just my get opinion, into it. My, Let's my get opinion, into it. <laughs> hey, my opinion is... Hey, hey, God forbid anyone who sells them, but let's not... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Kev, come on, look at that face. I mean, no one... Uh, no, I mean, listen, I ain't selling them, I can tell you that much, but you just never know so. Okay, well, don't start trouble, otherwise I'll start showing these pictures all hey, over again. Okay? Hey, <laughs> they're successful pictures, I don't mind that. <laughs> oh, all right, Dan, I'm going to start with you. Let's hear it. You're back. Let's let's do the defence. Run through who you're keeping, who you're sitting, who you're selling. And also remember, we've got Saliba, Mavrobanos, um, the loanee players, all included. Who stays out on loan, who sells, everyone's everyone's included in that. Saliba um, and then the other players, Willock, of course, Maitland-Niles, Guendouzi, Torreira, uh, etc. So let's start with the defence. Well, I'm getting Bellerin the hell out because I can't stand him. He sucks. Uh, so he's sitting on the fence going. as always, Dan. <laughs> he's definitely going. Uh, probably 20 mil if we're lucky. He's terrible. Yeah, so get rid of him. Um, I'd probably keep Cedric as cover, if I'm honest. I'm not a massive fan, but I think when he has played, he's looked okay. So I'm buying a right back to replace Bellerin. In terms of the centre-backs, I'm keeping Gabriel. I'm keeping Pablo Marie. I'm keeping Saliba and I'm probably going to keep, I'm probably going to keep either, uh, I can't sit on the fence here, can I? I'll keep Mavropanos, yeah? I'm getting rid of Holden and Chambers who still ain't got a cap for England, who are terrible. And I'm going <laughs> to get rid of David Luiz finally, who, my God, like how long have we got to have this dude in our in our team for? So I'm getting rid of him, yeah? Um but I still feel that we need a partner for Gabriel. I think Pablo Marie's good cover. I think Mavropanos can do a job as cover. And also um, Saliba, who could be that partner for Gabriel, right? Could be. We don't know yet. Tierney, 100% staying. Kalasa, dog shitness, get the hell out. He is dreadful. Yeah, I can't stand that guy. He's the worst left back I've ever seen. Not just for Arsenal. He is awful. 
Yeah, he's worse than Santos. Yeah, Andre you've Santos seen Alberto Moreno, right? Yeah, you've, you've seen Moreno <laughs> oh, before. Kalasinac's <laughs> awful, Canton. He can't pass. Did you see that pass to Son? Dele Alli would have been happy for that, mate. He is dreadful. Yeah, this guy sucks. I can't stand him. He's going, and I would go and get another left back in, right? Um, I, I don't, I don't think we're doing signings, are we? We're just doing about who we'd keep, yeah. So at the back, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's that's what I would do, yeah. That's what I would do with the whole of that back line. You could argue though, we've missed David Luiz just a little tiny, tiny bit. I think Dan, I think you've been a bit harsh on David yeah, Luiz he's there. A bomb waiting to go off though, so Finny. We've he's bombs have gone off without him, mate. <laughs> exactly, we blitz. need to get rid of them as well. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to Harry, um, who can pronounce, by the way, everyone. So as well as I can. He might throw it out there for you, <laughs> although he's probably going to say Dinos Mavrobanos at some point. So, Harry, what's your who you keeping and who you getting rid of in uh, defence? Okay, so across the back line, I, I would sell Bellerin. Um, I, I don't think he's remotely as bad as some Arsenal fans like Dan would make him out to be, but it's clear that it's clear that we can upgrade him, and it's clear that he has some value, and there are there are clubs interested. So I'd cash in on Bellerin. I think Cedric at right back has looked okay pretty much every time he's played. Had a couple of dodgy games on the left-hand side, but it's a completely different position. I'd keep Callum Chambers because I like his versatility. I like his work rate, his effort. I'd probably move um, Mavrobanos out because I don't think he's going to make it at Arsenal. I, I just don't see it. Um, I'd keep Saliba. I'd keep uh, Pablo Marie, I'd keep Gabriel. I might cash in on Rob Holding if the price is right. Mm. Uh, because Rob Holding seems to play three or four games where he looks okay and then he sort of has a nightmare. And I, when he seems to play alongside Gabriel, it, it doesn't work for me. When he's alongside mm. Pablo Marie, he's a bit better. But the reality is that I think in Mikel Arteta's mind, Gabriel is the first choice left centre back. So I don't think he'll want to keep messing around with that to to help holding out, et cetera, et cetera. So I'll move holding if the price is right. And my centre-backs that I would stick with for one more season would be uh, Pablo Marie, Gabriel, Saliba, and I would keep David Luiz for one more season. I know a lot of people ain't going to like that, but I think we look much better defensively with him in the side. And, and that's the reality. Tom, what about what about you? I, I agree with Harry um, about the Mari and Holding partnership. It feels like a little uh, old school when Holding was coming of age, playing next to Murtasaka, especially mm. in that 17 FA Cup. What's your take on that back line? Well, I mean, the first thing I'm doing is giving Kalasnach a five-year deal um, just to annoy them. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I mean, Tierney obviously stays. Kalasnach is gone. Um, yeah, I, I agree with Dan. He's probably the worst left-back I've seen us uh, use uh, in quite a while. Um, we'll go from left to right. So centre-backs, Gabriel Murray, I think is a perfect kind of balance between those two positions, really good backup for one another. And I think they, they complement the kind of the right-sided centre-back really well. Um, I keep holding because I think that the, the thing with holding is that we've signed to this new deal. So he's, he's going to be here. It's unlikely that someone would come with a fee for him. But the reason why I keep him is because I think actually, if you, if you bring someone in that right centre-back role, you're blocking that path for Saliba for me. And I feel like we've invested in Saliba. He's showing at Nice this season with his stats how good he has been since going to Liga these six months. That let's let's not block that path. Let's let him flourish. Let's let him move in and take that spot for his own. And I think holding his very competent support when necessary for him. And I think he's he's fine. We've got the new deal on that, so there's no pressure. Uh, David Louise, 
I think we do need to move on. I see all of the good points around David Luiz. I really do. Um, the only reason I would move him on, because I just think that Arsenal need to move to that next level where we move on the players that have made consistent mistakes for us. Um, and we're only going to get there by moving out some of the players that have cost us regularly, which I know I'm going to sound like a massive hypocrite when we get into the midfield a little bit later on. Um, but right back, Bellerin's got to go. Um, Cedric, I'm still up in the air about. Um, I'm still getting over what he did against Slavia Prague in the first leg. Um, but I think that Chambers has really impressed me a lot since he's come back into the team. I think he's versatile. I think he gives you options. I think he can play right back, right sided centre back. I think he gives us the options to play a back three, playing the right side of the centre back of those as well. And I think he's good depth and he's homegrown as well, which is an extra plus for us. So there's my back line. Kev, do you agree with the boys? Do you have any differing opinions? Not really. I mean, I think the right right back spot we all know needs to be filled. I think Chambers is doing a decent job, but he's not one of them players who's going to rip it up there. Um, Cedric could play both both fullback positions. We've seen him do it. So I'll keep him, but I'd get a new right back in. Saliba and Gabriel have to play. The, the, they have to be the centre-back pairing. Uh, after that, you're looking at Pablo Mari and probably Rob Holding. I think David Luiz, obviously because of his injury, etc., might not be at the club next season. Um, Mavropanos, would he want to be fifth choice? I, I don't think he would. Um, left back, Kirantini's obviously the first choice, but we do need cover. We need a left footer on that left left back spot. Um you know what I think about Granite Xhaka playing there. It scares the life out of me. And um, I think we need proper cover there. So basically, that's it. I, I think anybody else, Kalasinac, I don't even want to speak about. The lads have said it already. Um, and yeah, that's it for me. If I could bring another centre-half in who is experienced and could you know, do a job, I would look to do that as well. Okay, well, we'll we'll find out when you um when you spend your money a little later. We'll whittle through um you know some of these as well because some of them are easier than others. Uh, but we're getting to an area in midfield where I think we all agree, and I'll just set it up for you, Dan. We need to find a partner for Thomas Party. There's no doubt about that. Um, do you send Sabios packing? Uh, do you look for to sell Xhaka? I don't want to start a fight between you and Harry in any way, shape, or form this evening. Uh, personally, I would keep Jacker for many reasons, but I'd like to hear from you guys. Um, what are you doing in midfield? Man, this is the weakest area of our team, period. Yeah, we need somebody next to Thomas Pai, but I don't rate any of the others. I don't like Shaka. I don't like Elneny. I don't like Sabayos. So I would say goodbye to those three, and I'd rather bring uh, some individuals in. I think we need to move forward, and I don't think we're going to have a statue in our midfield. So... I think Granite Xhaka needs to be sold because I think that we could actually get some money for him. I think we'll probably get 30 million for Granite Xhaka, um, if I'm honest with you, because uh, there's people like Harry who love him. So he must be wanted by some people. So I would say send him back back into Germany. I would have sold him in, to Hertha Berlin anyway. And I'd probably bring Matteo Guendouzi back because I think he's got some fight. I'd be happier to see Aziz, Gwenduzi and Maitland-Niles than I would Chaka, Sabayos and Elneny. That's for sure. So, yeah, I'd be getting rid of majority of a midfield apart from Thomas Party, and I'd bring in 
um, a few individuals that I think can strengthen it, but we'll come into that later. Okay. Um, what are you doing in midfield, Harry? Uh, who stays, who goes? Greenwich, um, captain. <laughs> Dan, you know what? He's more of a leader than half absolutely. that bunch. Absolutely. That's, he's, That's not he's, hard. He's, he's, the wrong, he's the wrong target. And we've had a horrible season, but... He's been the most consistent. He's been more consistent than Thomas Partey. I'm sorry, but that's the truth. People don't want to say it because Thomas Partey uh, was supposed to turn our fortunes around as a club and cost us £45 million. But the reality is Xhaka has been Arsenal's most consistent midfield player this season. So I'm keeping Granite Xhaka. I'm keeping Thomas Partey. I'm sending Danny Ceballos back because he's blown hot and cold for me throughout his Arsenal career. And at a time when money's tight, I can't justify Arsenal uh, spending sort of 20, 25 million euros, if that's what it's going to take to bring him. So um, I don't, um, I, I wouldn't keep him. Mohamed Elneny is not at the level required, but, you know, it's, you need to replace him. He's got to go, you know, I, I was trying to make a case to, to keep him, but I can't do it. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Maitland, Maitland-Niles needs to go. Um, I, I'm so sick of Maitland-Niles, honestly. Like, he came into the team initially, did a decent job covering at fullback and has got this delusion in his mind that he's good enough to play in the centre of midfield. He made a stupid move, in my opinion, by selecting to join West Brom because he was obsessed with the idea of playing in midfield. And playing midfield in a team, by the way, that completely bypasses the midfield with Sam Allardyce, you know, it's pointless. So I don't think he's done any, himself any favours there. I wouldn't, I'd move him on as well. I think he's got value, so sell him. Um, I think Joe Willock has got value, sell him. And I would try and keep Martin Odegaard as well. Um, and, and hopefully, if you sell Willock, if you sell Maitland-Niles and, and maybe get a little bit of cash in uh, for Elneny, you could do something. The, the Genduzi thing... I do believe that Genduzi's got potential, but Genduzi coming back will be in his final year of contract. And given all that's gone on between him and Mikel Arteta, the last thing I want is him to come back, play well, and then say, "Now nah, you know what? I'm not. I'm off on a free transfer." So I think you have to make a decision one way or the other on him now. And for me, it would be to cash in on him because. I did a pod not too long ago with Jeremy Aliadier and he, he was at Lorient with Matteo Genduzzi and he said that you could tell from a very young age, the guy's got bags of talent, but you could see that his attitude was going to hold him back. Mm -hmm. And and I think that's going to be the case with Genduzzi, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. It's a waste of talent. Yeah. And it's unfortunate because um, Graham Hunter mentioned something like that to me as well about Ceballos, that he's got this chip you know, that he could go crazy, hence the couple of fights he's had in training with certain players. And there it is. There's the, there he is. <laughs> There's the Messiah, a.k.a. Xhaka. Oh, Do you know who bought this for me? That Dan Potts bought this for me. Amazing. <laughs> Dan Potts bought it. He's a secret Xhaka. Uh, secret, Sa secret Santa bought it for you, mate. We still don't know who it was. Um, Tom, you know... Uh, there's a lot going on in midfield and Harry's mentioned Willock and, you know, Maitland-Niles and obviously the players who are playing. I also feel like we can't get too excited because just because Willock is scoring for a really bad Newcastle team doesn't mean that he's ready to come back and put the Arsenal shirt on. I'm not quite sold or sure on that. Um, what's your take on the midfield? I think that it's obviously the, the worst part of our team and the, the area of the team that needs the most attention paid to it. But when you look at the Joe Willock example... 
How many times have we criticised the team and the club for selling badly and for not selling at the right time or for keeping players for too long? I don't see Joe Willock as a long-term Arsenal player. I don't think he's someone that has a ceiling that is going to be hit consistently to give Arsenal what they need in that position that he plays. He is going to be worth more to us now than I feel he's ever going to be worth to us. So cash in at this point. He's got a selling value. He's got Newcastle that want him. Move him on at the right time. Change your ways in the market. In regards to the rest of them, Partey is far and out, the, obviously the best midfielder on paper that we have. I do keep Granite Xhaka, surprise, surprise, um, at the club. I do find it I do find it a little bit amused when people would, and when I say people, there's part of me that's thinking Dan's going to think I'm talking about him. Um, but <laughs> when, when, it come, when people say that they would keep Gendouzi for his attitude but would let go of Granite Xhaka, when Granite Xhaka's attitude is, is so spot on, and so necessary to what the team needs. I get that he turns like, like milk. It is, it is incredibly slow at times. But he is so integral to what we do. Would I upgrade on him? Yeah, I'd upgrade on any player that we have at the club if it was offered to me. But the fact of the matter is he's one of our better players. He's been one of our best players this season, a very poor season. But the rest, I think, speaks for itself, as the boys have said. So Bios goes. I don't think you get Erdogan on a permanent, so I think he goes. Uh, you sell Elneny. You sell Genduzi. You sell Torreira. You sell Maitland-Niles. You keep... Emil Smith-Rowe, um, if you're keeping him in that midfield. I'm trying to think of anyone else that I haven't talked about yet. I think that's pretty much it. Did we um, mention Torreira? We did, right? Are you Torreira's a pickle. He wants to go home, so, yeah. yeah. So he wants you. to go home, yeah. yeah. He, he said he wants to go. You can't keep a player like that, so yeah. Yeah, man, two seasons ago, we'd done a swap deal with Pavon, but now Pavon's got his own problems uh, um, and back at Boca Juniors. But I loved watching him play here. For LA Galaxy, really talented player. Super Kev, why don't you take us from the midfield forward? Woo! Uh, do I have to? Um, <laughs> I, I've, been, I've been enjoying listening to the lads. All right, then just do the, do the midfield uh, and then no, we'll go uh, back no, to that. No, I will, but I've, I've enjoyed listening to the lads. Look, for me, Xhaka, Xhaka has been a good partner in the midfield for Thomas Partey. And, but he's not the answer as far as I'm concerned. I think Ma maximum for Xhaka is a squad player. But his ego would probably say, you know, I want to be starting. Wait, so, in this squad, he's a squad player or in the new squad? Well, we're talking about the new squad, aren't okay, we? Okay, just, just checking. I just wanted to check. No, we're talking about the new squad. Yeah, okay. Obviously, he's one of our better players right now yeah. because we've got nobody else. But yes. Sabayos doesn't stay. Gwenduzi doesn't stay. Torreira doesn't stay. Maitland-Niles doesn't stay. Willock doesn't stay. Um, Smith-Rowe obviously hangs around in the midfield. And we totally revamp the whole midfield. We have to. El Nenny goes. We have to revamp the whole midfield. Yeah. And the backups. We have to. All right. I think well, we're all in agreement. I think there was, other than Xhaka, um, I think we're mostly in agreement there. Dan, why don't you take us no, through the rest? On, hold on. Hey, hold on. You asked me to do something. Let well, me then start you said you didn't want to do it. So no, I, I said, you. but I will do it. Put in a so, dirty tackle. Go on, right. then. Hey, hey, listen. You, you are the legend. VAR, you got VAR on you. <laughs> Odegaard. Odegaard is a player, obviously, who we might be able to, I don't think we'd be able to buy him, but we might be able to get him on loan. And if we can get him on loan for a season, we, we take him. That's for sure. Um, obviously, Pepe, um, Smith-Rowe, I've mentioned as part of the midfield, but obviously he could play in the attacking positions. Obviously, there's Willian, 
who's a who's a who's a bane of many Arsenal fans. Whether he'll still be at the club um, after the rejig in the summer, I don't know. He'll probably go. Um, Pepe would still be there. Martinelli, Saka, all those guys. I think Aubameyang. The only issue I look at is, does Lacazette stay? And I think we've spoken about it before. I think Lacazette's been been pretty good this season uh, when we've needed him. But it might be time to, to, to cash in and, and replace him with somebody else because he's not prolific. He is essential to how the team play. But if we're going to be looking to move things forward, you know, Jacques, sorry, Lacazette is 30. And, you know, we might need somebody younger. The club signed a 30, he's going to be 32-year-old in June and gave him a massive contract, Aubameyang. But I could, obviously, you could all see why we did that. I'd be really sad to see Lacazette go because I think only now we're seeing the value he brings to the team with the other with the younger players around him. Um, Dan, I'll swing back to you. What are you doing? Do you agree with Kev? Um, who stays? Who goes? Lacazette, I think, is probably one of the biggest assets that we might be able to sell this summer. And a little bit like Emmy Martinez, I think that would bum me out a little bit. Yeah, I, I, listen, Lacazette has had one good season for me. Um, and I'm not so mm -hmm. sure he's had a great season. I think that everyone's had a shocking one and he looks half decent because everyone's so poor. He's missed a lot of chances, in my opinion, this season. Uh, I'd get rid of him and I'll upgrade on him. <clears throat> um, I'm selling Eddie. Like, please, please, someone buy him. Jesus Christ. Uh, Balogun, I'm keeping. Martinelli, I'm keeping. Aubameyang, obviously, I'm keeping because he's on a ridiculous wage now. Um, and Willian, please, just, just, ah, oh, can we mutually terminate him already? I mean, it is, it is such a bad signing. It is unbelievable. Pepe, I like Pepe. I, I do like Pepe. And as frustrating as he can be, I do think there's a player inside of him there. I like him on the left. This manager doesn't seem to know where to play him, but I like him on the left. When he does play on the left, he looks good. His actual goals to games ratio, I think it's one in three and a half. Yeah. So is that bad? Is that shambolic? I don't think it is. So I'm happy to stick with Pepe for another year to see what he, what he brings. I've accepted he's not a 72 million pound player. So I look at him as a 25, 30 million pound player. And I think he's, he's okay for what I think he should have been worth. So I'm okay with Pepe. So yeah, I'm bringing people in obviously later on, but I would get rid of Laka, get rid of Eddie and I'd keep the rest if I'm honest, apart from Willian. Harry, are you and Dan on the same page this time? Um, yeah, I'd move on Willian. I've been disappointed by Willian and it's a shame because at the time I thought it was a smart sign in, uh, in, the, in terms of you bring in somebody experienced into a front line that is relatively unexperienced, like, you know, the likes of Smith, Rose, Saka, etc. So I thought that that it was a good sign. It hasn't really worked out. You move him on. Um, I would actually entertain offers for both Aubameyang and Lacazette. Um, so for me, it would be I'd sell one of them. But if somebody came along and offered bigger money for Aubameyang, I wouldn't even be against doing that. And I know that probably sounds crazy because of where, you know, what he's done over the last few seasons. But I look at the way Mikel Arteta wants to play 
and I look at what is demanded of a centre forward in this particular system, and I'm just not quite sure he's the right fit anymore. And 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 I also don't like him playing from the left because I think we we lose something when he plays on the left as well. So mm-hmm. it's you know I'd consider I'd entertain offers for for both of them and and just make a business decision based on that. Um, because I don't think any of them are indispensable at the moment. Emil Smith-Rowe, I keep, obviously. Saka, I keep, obviously. I'd like to keep Odegaard as well. Martinelli, I keep. Enketia, I move on. Um, similarly to what Tom said about Willock, I, I just, I like his enthusiasm. I just don't see him ever hitting that level. And I think signing Balogun on that contract was, it was the decision that had to be made. It was one or the other. And I think it means that Enketia. Uh, probably isn't, you know, and Ketia needs a new contract soon as well. And there's no sign of that going, uh, happening. So yeah, um, that's where I am on the forwards. Yeah. Pretty much the same. But if, if, if someone offered 30 million, 35 million pounds for Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, I'm thinking about it. For a 32 year old, it's going to be tough, isn't it? To, I mean, he's, he's still, I still think there's a goal machine in there. But whether or not someone's going to spend that kind of money um, for him, I feel like we're, and I say this loosely and respectfully, we're stuck with Aubameyang and I hope that he can turn uh, again. And I think Balogun maybe has saved us spending 30 million on a striker because we could sell Lacazette and put it into other areas on the pitch, maybe that midfield. Tom, what's your take on um, our attacking force at the Arsenal? Yeah, it's hard to disagree with, with what the, the guys have said, to be honest. I think I echo pretty much everything. Um, the, only, the only one I think is there's more of a discrepancy about is Lacazette for me. And I think it's about how you deal with Lacazette as a player because he's actually, when he plays consistently, he scores a hell of a lot of goals. Um, you've got the situation with Aubameyang and finding the right way you fit both of them with. And the, the ideal answer to that is that you don't play them together. You, it was a mistake, I feel, to get both of them in the first place. It was a waste of that money. You can even look at either one of them, not as a waste of money necessarily, but just how smart we were when we decided to buy a striker when we only play with one and then spend £50 million on another striker and play him out of position. That in itself was a, a mistake. All of the others, are, I, I completely agree. But like I said, I think about maybe giving you a one-year extension just to protect that value and to stop that from diminishing. I wouldn't go any higher than that because I think it's the thing we need to change overall is our contract, the way we extend the contracts anyway needs to change. So that's the only thing that I would, I would change mm-hmm. from what the guys have said already. So Super Kev, you know, when you when you talk about maybe selling players like this and like this and like this and like this and this and this guy and it just mounts up you can't sell everyone in one transfer window you just Why can't not? do that Why How can well I mean what kind of squad you're going to be left with if you get um, that's what the recruitment's for yeah, but I mean, turning a team with that many players in one window, I'm not sure yeah, but, is such yeah, a Sophie, bright idea, is Sophie, it? How, Sophie, how many of those players play regularly? Well, the ones I've just, the ones that I've said are on, uh, that are out on loan. I can see us utilizing them completely to raise that money. And you guys but are going to tell at, me no, next. Let's be- look at all of them. How okay. many of those players that you showed yeah. actually play regularly? Um, well, none right now. <laughs> they play so, regular. Mavrobanos plays regularly in Germany. Yeah, but it's Willick not for is Arsenal. playing regularly for Newcastle. No, but it's not for Arsenal. <laughs> this is the problem, you see. If they don't play regularly for <laughs> Arsenal, then you could change them. You mm. could bring new faces in. They could get to learn the club, etc. And because that maybe they're not starters. 
The key is to have fresh blood, better quality in that squad. Because as we've seen this season, whenever the manager has tried to change it in the FA Cup, for instance, people have been gone into meltdown because he's changed it. We're just The squad ain't good enough. And if the squad's not good enough, then we've got to change the squad to be better. That's, that's, that's all I'm saying. Okay, so let's do this. I gave the guys a budget and let's just free flow here because you guys have talked about, you know, getting rid of a lot of players. There are a lot of players out on loan. Some of them can yield. And I, the reason why I put in a picture of Chambers is because his value just went up with the few games he's played this season. I am not a Chambers fan. I think he's been at the club too long. Uh, and I don't think that he's the kind of player that we can progress with and become super competitive in the Premier League. Uh, again, same with the Elnenis, players that have just been there uh, for too long that, that haven't really helped elevate the team um, over the years, which is why they've gone on loan as well. Dan, how are you spending your money? Who are your sacrificial lambs? What are you doing? So obviously, we got to look at a backup goalkeeper because Runnison is dreadful, right? So. I'm quite happy with Matt Ryan. I know he's only played a few games. I thought he was good at Brighton. I thought he was, uh, I think he's a accomplished Premier League goalkeeper. He supports Arsenal, which I think is important. I know Casey would agree with that, that you need some Arsenal supporters within your team. I think the uh, Fulham game proved to me that he gives a damn. I mean, he was going up to try and score. He even got a bit of an assist. So I'm going to say that that is a player who shows some fight. So I'll be more than happy to keep him. He's a free transfer, I believe. Someone can correct me if, the, if I'm wrong on that. But I believe he's free in the summer. I'd be happy to have him as a free transfer. Then I'm going for the Tariq kids at fullback. I want Tariq Mitchell and Tariq Lamptey as my fullbacks. Obviously, Kieran Tierney is going to be the number one left back. Uh, Mitchell's a free transfer, uh, apparently from Palace. And at, at right back, I would be bringing in Lamptey. Now, I know that he is quite attacking, but he's a player who's got pace and he can get back. So I think there is some defensive qualities from him as well. I'm not so sure that I've seen that from Max Ahrens. I've seen him go forward and bomb it um, quite a lot forward. Same with Hakimi from Inter Milan. Great going forward. Not so sure about the back. I was thinking about Klosterman, but I think he's staying at Leipzig and he's more of a centre-back for Leipzig. Um, which is what I quite like, to be fair, because he can play right, left or centre-back and he's got defensive qualities. But I'm going for two, the two Tariqs. Um, next to Thomas Party, I want Basuma. I've seen him all season and he's an absolute monster. So I'm having him next to Thomas Party uh, from Brighton. So Brighton are getting <coughs> skinted, unfortunately, of their quality of players <laughs> from me. They're not going to be happy with me. I'm also looking in that midfield thinking we can't just have one. We need two. So I'm going to go and get Samare from Lille. I think Samare is an absolute monster, a beast, somebody who goes box to box, somebody who can complement Thomas Party as well as, as replace him if he is um, injured. So I'm going for those in my midfield. Then what I'm doing just in front of that is I'm getting, going to go and get Husamawa. We're not going to get Jack Grealish, unfortunately. I'll take Husamawa. Leon wants some money. They're not in Europe. I think he's class. I've seen enough of him to think that he's got the ability to improve and get better and better. So I'm, I'm going to go with Husam Awar in the midfield. I would take Erdegaard on loan, like Casey said. I think we could probably look to get him on loan for next season and then potentially look at buying him on a permanent um, thing with an obligation to buy or whatever it is called. Um, so I would take that. And then I'm going for Eduard up front from Celtic to replace Lacazette. How much money that have you just spent? Through... 
135 600 million. million. <laughs> no, no, two of them are. So Let me see free your transfers. Okay. Two of them are free transfers. One of them's a loan. That's free signings. You've got Basuma from 25 million. Lamptey for 25 million, Edouard for 25 million, Samari for 25 <laughs> what million. Is it, is it January sales here? Basuma for 25 million. I'm not selling for contract. He's just you told me I've got 150 million, no? Hey, I, I tell you what, Dad, I could sign 15 Wait. players at your at your rates, mate. Jesus, please. <laughs> hey, hey 135 I've spent. I've spent. And Tom, who just signed? Who? Sorry, I, I didn't catch Tyric you. Tyreek Mitchell has yes. signed a five-year deal with Palace, and uh, Matt Ryan has one year left on his deal with Brighton as well so there, there wouldn't be freeze um but and well, basuma is not going for 25 <laughs> i think we'll all yeah, agree I, see, I think i think basuma will because i think they'll take money in this day and age i think they will uh, think uh they run will. with cows has added it up they think you've spent 175 who have you sold to make up some of your money to get into so your Torreira budget Torreira is obviously going he's Lacazette's not gonna go for going. anything lacazette you uh, can lacazette, get money for yeah bellerin chaka lacazette there you go that's like what 50 million or whatever it is but to add to that so i'll add that and i want to go to the boot sales you go to to get these bargains i'll tell you <laughs> well, this, is the owner. this is this is if i'm Listen, the, owner, Dan's the owner he's putting money this in his pocket I mean, a bit over budget if we're, but... be, if we're going to be realistic about it we're, we're it's going to be a shambles so we've got to be trying to be optimistic ain't we this ain't going to be the summer everyone's expecting we ain't yeah, gonna yeah, be I'm like, sure you wear a better suit than you know? this guy as well, Dan. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. man, I could, I could, I could rock that Let, better than him. Trust let's me. get to let's get to Harry's <laughs> team and owner. Good evening, Harry Simu. Welcome to the board. Um, we look forward to hearing your plans this evening of rebuilding the Arsenal for next season. Dan, I should have given you that intro, mate. I'm sorry. Slap me. <laughs> no, it's cool, uh, man. I'm happy. He <laughs> proved well, why you shouldn't have. <laughs> <laughs> Harry, what you say? So I agree with most of the positions that Dan's Dan's improving us on. I'm looking at, and, and this might be a little bit left, well, people might disagree with this. I'm looking at Ryan Bertrand as a backup left back to Kieran Tierney. Uh, he's 31 years old and whoever comes in at left back is going to do so playing the second fiddle. Um, that's the reality to Kieran Tierney. He's someone I would trust to do a job um, you know, if, if Tierney was unavailable and that's a potential free transfer. So I'd go with that. Um, right back, I thought about Lamptey. I'm a little bit worried about Lamptey's injury record, though. Mm. I, I, when a player gets that many injuries at that age, I, I alarm bells go for me. Um, so I'm going to come back to the right back position in a minute. In midfield, I'd like us to go and get somebody in the mould of Bissouma, but I just feel like we're going to overpay for him because we're signing him from another Premier League club. And, you know, you can look around... Um, Europe and and I think looking at sort of the clubs, I'd probably spend a little bit more uh, and maybe try and get Frank Kessier from AC Milan. Um, I'd rather that was my big signing. Uh, if I'm going to spend 30, 35 million to get Basuma, I think Kessier is a more rounded player. And I think whoever sits next to Thomas Partey has to be a little bit more technically gifted than Basuma. And I think Kessier is that. So I'd look at him. Uh, so that's probably my biggest transfer uh, up top. I'd be looking at Edouard of Celtic because I think that he's got all the attributes to take his game to the next level. Um, I think he's a little bit, well, we know he's unhappy at Celtic and I think that's impacted him this season. I don't think he wanted to be there for this season, but the whole 10 in a row thing was a big deal and it, obviously that flopped, but they tried to keep him for that reason. I think Celtic will be desperate for the money and I think you could probably get him for around about £20 million. So I would move for him. 
Um, going back to the right back position, it's a tough one for me. I think that I know we've talked about Bellerin moving on, but if you're going to allow, if you're going to keep Cedric and you're going to keep Callum Chambers, I think I might leave that for the, the first transfer window. I think I would focus on the centre midfield. I'd make a big money sign in there. My big money sign in there is, is Frank Kessier. I'd bring in Ryan Burchin at left back. I think Matt Ryan will be available for a very small fee, if not a free, because if they don't terminate their contract, because he's fallen out with Brighton, it doesn't feel like they're going to they're gonna fix that. So Matt Ryan, Ryan Bertrand at left back. So those two will be cheap. Um, and then I'm, I'm skipping the right back position for now. I'm going with Frank Kessier in the midfield and Otsone Edouard. The players I'm going to sell, um, I'm going to cash in on Lacazette. I'm going to cash in on Bellerin. I'm going to cash in on Guendouzi. I'm going to get something for Torreira. And um, yeah, that's what I do. All right. Tom. We're lucky um, Harry's not the owner, aren't we? We were This is unbelievable. We'll be going into next season without a right back and Granite Chaka will be captain. It's unbelievable, isn't it? Mate, if you think that if you think that Bisuma is a better player than Frank Kessier and you want to pay well, in your world, Bisuma's worth twenty five million. He can't be that bloody good, can he? Bisuma's Bisuma's on, on fire, mate. He's on fire in the Premier League and he's on form. Oh. I'll take him. Uh, you were just too addicted to Serie A, mate. I I agree with um, I agree with Dan in in a sense that I think for so long we go for players that could, can be or will be, whereas I think we're in a position where we need players to come in who can do now, you know. And Premier League experience does come at a cost and a price, but if you really want to rebuild this team to do something in the Premier League. Premier League, just be competitive again, let alone win it. We're years away from winning it, but we could be years closer to winning it if we make the right investments. Tom, um, I always hear people say we're never going to get Grealish. We can't get Grealish. Whereas back in the day, you know, maybe we could, but Kev always says to me, the Arsenal was still a pool. The Arsenal was still a great club. We've seen of all the fans making noises, it's shocking to see the Arsenal fans making the most noise, but it just also illustrates that we're still a big club. We're just not a very good Premier League club at the moment. What are you doing with your budget and how are you reshaping Arsenal for the next season? Well, to start off with the players that I'm moving on, just to set the kind of groundwork for that, one of Alba or Laka, I think, goes and you get some money for one of them. Joe Willock, I think you let go for the, the 20 million that's being touted around for Newcastle. They, they overpay for players historically, and I think you could probably get 20 million out of them for, for a Joe Willock. Uh, Bellerin was the other one, which I think we all had down as getting a decent fee for him. So they're my three uh, that I'm letting go. I agree with with Harry Ryan Bertram was was one I picked. It's, he's a free, he's a good Premier League quality left back to provide back up for Kieran Tierney, Matt Ryan, I agree with as well. Bring him in as backup to Burn Leno. So there's two cheapish deals uh, off the bat. To start with the defence, now obviously the, the right back is where I've picked. I've gone with Emerson from Real Betis. Um, of course, there's a tricky situation with them and Barcelona. But the thing with Barcelona is that they will probably buy him this summer, but they could still sell him immediately because they've got this weird nine million euro, six to nine million euro clause. They've got Sergio uh, Roberto. They've got Sergino Dest there as well. They've got cover in that position. I feel like they would be willing to let him go, and I think you could get him for a decent fee. So Emerson, forwards and backwards in both areas of the pitch is excellent.
confidence so I'd be he'd be my pick and he adds physicality which is something that we need too moving into the midfield I had Basuma down um and then Harry went off on his run and convinced me otherwise so I went for my second one plus I mean don't damn, do it Tom don't do it Tom can I just say can I just say sorry Tom Basuma is 24 right Bissouma is 24 years old and he runs around Brighton's midfield and he and he works very hard and he's very industrious. Bissouma is uh, Bissouma. Kessier is also 24 and he bosses AC Milan's midfield like no one's busy. He's got 10 goals this season as well. Different levels, mate. At different levels of player. I also went for another 24-year-old instead and I went with, with uh, Mikel Moreno from Real Sociedad. Um, this... Spanish midfielder is excellent. I mean, he's in the Spanish international team already. He's got experience in the Prem because he played a season at Newcastle all that time ago, but he made his name also at Borussia Dortmund and then has gone off to do great things at Sociedad now. Uh, in a dream world, I'd love Fabian Ruiz. Well, I know Harry will know all about Fabian Ruiz, but he's like dream case scenario, marquee signing for me in that position next to Partey. Um, the, the number 10 I'd sign is Emi Buendia. I, I, no one's mentioned him yet. I'm quite surprised, actually, but he's the one that I would go for 100%. I think he's shown to be the best player in the Championship last season. He was excellent in his first season in the Prem, even though they went down. Um, goals, assists, chance creation, he's perfect for what we need. I think Emil Brandier is the guy. And then my, I also went for another midfielder to kind of, because if we're selling all of the guys that we've talked about, and if Kevin's getting rid of three quarters of the squad, we're going to need another midfielder. Um, so I think uh, Enoch Mwepu from Rebel Salzburg, the Zambia midfielder, mm-hmm. is another really good budget option, physicality, 23 years old, strength, athleticism, really good passer. Good in tight spaces. I think he would add something that we need and would provide good cover as well. And then the striker I went for is Yusuf Naziri from Sevilla, a Moroccan striker. Um, physicality, good in the air, international quality. Uh, you're looking about 35-ish to 40 million, I think, for him. But I put, I added it all up and it's around 150. So I think I did okay overall. So Tom feels he's coming under budget, Super Kev. Um what do That'd you think of? Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, they, they sign me up tomorrow, sir. <laughs> I have a feeling that most half the fans will want Dan's Arsenal type of team. If I'm talking ownership now, um, they might be worried that Harry borders a little too close, too conservative, maybe. Um, well, my my way of looking at it is, I would rather go and sign a world class centre midfielder and wait till the next window to strengthen another position than go out and buy a midfielder who's of a slightly lower level, in my mm-hmm. opinion. So yeah, I, I'm about to the fixing... Premier League and be like the Aquilani or someone like that, Harry, might he? You don't know. At least yeah, but Bissouma doing it in the might, league and killing it. But he might get lost in a in a big team. You never know. Yeah, I think I think Tom's got the blend of maybe Dan and Harry. Um Kev, what what, what do the, you say? I, I think I think all all the guys have got team. some good points. <laughs> all the guys have got some good points. Uh, I, I really like Emerson at right back. I really do. Um, seeing who Barcelona have got, I can't really see that happening. Um, so there's a chance to get Emerson. I like Emerson. Um, Basuma, for me, I've said it all along. Um, obviously, disagree with Harry on Kessie. I think Basuma's doing it. I think Basuma has bossed the midfield for Brighton. Uh, I don't know what Harry's. Uh, Mentioning about he's industrious and don't boss it. I've seen him boss it uh, most of the time. He's been unlucky. He's in a poor team. And if he had a better team around him, he'll be a better player for me. Um, 
I like, I do like Ben Dia. Uh, I do. And would I sign him? I, either him or our, I'd like, I like our better. I do. But if we couldn't get our, obviously, you look at Bendia. I like Fakir as well at Real Betis. I think mm. Fakir has had a great season. Many people don't don't know how good this guy is. He's excellent. Liverpool were going to pay 50-odd million for him. And for whatever reason, they said he was a, a knee problem when he went for his medical. But he's played virtually all the, all the games at uh, Betis. And he's been an absolute handful. Not only scoring goals, but assists as well. He's been very good. Um, one player I would, if if we couldn't keep Odegaard, there's one player at, at Villarreal who we're going to be seeing is Moreno. Gerard Moreno, who is, is, is scored, he plays in the number 10. He scored 20 goals already this season. And I think it's for the second season running, he's, he's up there for the Pachichi in Spain. Knows where the goal is. The, could you imagine a midfielder of our scoring 10, 15, 20 goals? That makes a massive difference to our team. Mm -hmm. And obviously, if Lacazette was to go, I think I agree with Dan and, and the guys about, you know, Edouard. Edouard's a really good player. Watched him quite a bit. And uh, he's young. And he could really make a difference. So for now, that, that's what I would do. Okay, love it. I'm going to keep you guys for just a few minutes more. Everyone's okay for a few more minutes, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm okay, in, perfect. Yeah, well, okay, well, awesome. Going, so, um, if I'm owner, we're going to get... So, you've all picked your players. You've all said about who's going to stay out on loan, who will sell. You've rebuilt your team. Now, the biggest question of all, who is going to manage the Arsenal next season? And it depends on maybe what we do in the Europa League. But for some, that doesn't really matter. If I'm, I wish I was Cronky's daughter, right? Because what I would do is I would take the heat off my family. I would take the heat off my dad. I'd take the heat off my brother. And I'd say, look, let me take care of the Arsenal. And I'll bring you guys in, by the way. You've all got jobs. Just want you to know. And I Dan's would say, though, no, Dan's it? not in charge of the money. No. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I'm getting rid of half this team, so I've got loads of money coming in. Is that right? <laughs> Dan will spend it on that sweet store outside Arsenal Station. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just putting my business owner hat on and I'm saying, Dad, listen, you want to take the heat off what's happened? You want to take the heat off the European Super League? You sack Arteta. You bring in a new manager. You reset, you say, we're going to spend 200 million and we move on. We've got the money. We can do this. Let's stop the madness. This is the move to make. Hold on, Kev. Hold on. Hold on. This is, I'm, I'm the owner right now. This is what I'm doing. Okay. It's not because I want to sack Arteta, but as the owner, I'm saying we need to take the heat off all of that. Right. What? Go on, go on. I know you can't stand it because I've just fired Arteta. Go on. No, it's not that. You just said you had 150 million. Now you're saying you got 200 million. No, what I'm the owner. I'm, I own everything right now. And I'm just telling yeah, you. Because no, I'm but we were the owners before and you said we got 150. Now you're saying you got 200. No, 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 so no. 50 million more. She's yeah, using my it's budget. 50 million more. I haven't <laughs> bought any players though. I'm just saying, I'm saying what I'm going to give to the new manager, right? Okay, 150. 
bloody hell, 50 million over budget, fine. I'm with Dan now. But my point is this, I guess I'm trying to get to a point to ask you guys a question. Who manages this team? If I'm the Cronkies and I'm putting that hat on, honestly, guys, I'm saying, if we if we get dumped out of the Europa League, you've got to take the heat off the owners. And that's the way to do it. Sack the manager, reset, reboot, and you move forward. If we win the Europa League, they're going to be of the ilk too that this team can compete because it's going to be the same thing that happens in the FA Cup, right? Three, four FA Cups in six and a half years and we can go and compete in the Premier League. But then we do not arm the manager. We don't arm the people in charge to be able to go and build on that because we just want to pacify the fans and put the PR spin out that we can do it. And I feel like the same thing will happen if we, we win the Europa League. But at least we'll have Champions League money to help us. So, Dan, who's managing your team? Because for me, I'm starting from scratch. What about you? Well, oh, Hold on, hold on. Sophie, who's on. your manager then? I'll tell you at the end. <laughs> I would, I would, okay, okay, okay. Here's you get fifty I'm go million after. more than us. You know what? If I want to, <laughs> you won't even name the manager. Come on. I would, okay, let me let me name you the manager. There's two managers. Okay. No, no, so I haven't finished no, interviewing two them managers yet. and fifteen players on the Yeah, pitch. exactly. <laughs> I would go get ten. Ten Hag would be my manager. Because okay. I feel like he's, I'm not going to say he's a a, a poor man's uh, nagglesman, but in a sense, that's how he's perceived in the market, right? But what he's done at Ajax, and of course you'd say, well, Ajax play football that way, but what he's done, the way he plays, Arsenal need to bring the sexy back, but in a sensible way. I like his style. I like him. He's got a strong personality. And I just think that we need a little bit more experience. And he definitely has that. So he would be my choice. Dan. Fair play. Um, well, I ain't keeping Arteta on with you. Obviously, I want him gone. So that will mean that I will need somebody proven. I don't really want the young coach side of things. I would have taken Nagelsmann. Obviously, he's gone to Bayern Munich if there was to be a younger sort of coach. But I want experience. So... The two that I would like are unrealistic. Diego Simeone, I can't see it. Um, Conte, I quite like. I can't see it. So I am going to go Rafa Benitez. I think what Rafa's done in the past is not just shown his experience, but he's shown experience in the Premier League and in Europe. And I think that is what we need. So I would be going for Rafa Benitez ahead of the youngsters like the Rodgers, Nagelsmann, Ten Hags, because I feel like it, we need experience now. There's too much of a job to do. And the way that I see it is, as the owner, as everyone's just found out, I'm clearing the decks and I'm bringing players in. I need experienced, uh, an experienced head. So I'm going for Rafa Benitez ahead of Allegri only because two reasons, communication and experience in the Premier League. So that's why I'm going. Rafa Benitez was great at Liverpool, great at Newcastle, and, um, and I think pretty underrated, to be fair, um, and won in Europe with Chelsea and with Liverpool. So Rafa Benitez for me, Soph. All right, Harry. Do need I ask? Well... If you if you're giving me an open checkbook and I can go and get whoever I want, then I'm not keeping Mikel Arteta. Um, and you know I, I I would back Mikel Arteta still at the moment because the guy I want I don't think is is who is who would be the moment. dream job because we I think none of us are picking our dream guy. I mean Dan mentioned that our dream guys maybe, but who would you if you did have for me for me pound for pound right now the best manager in Europe is Antonio Conte. Um, mm. And 
and he's someone who can get results quickly. You know, he went to to uh, Inter, took him over. They finished something like 20 points behind Juve. The next, in his first season, they finished one point behind Juve. And in his second season, he's going to win the Scudetto by a mile. So that's progress quickly. And, and Antonio Conte's got this ability to galvanise teams and his tactical nous is so good that he is able to, you know, just improve players instantly. And I really like that about him. I'd love Antonio Conte. I think he's fantastic, but I, I don't think it's it's something that, yeah. that he'll be... Funny, Dan and I were talking about him literally just mm. before the show about Conte. Yeah. You know. So I about a week ago, I did an article on Antonio Conte. And only then when I really sort of dug into his actual records at each club he's been at, did I realise that this is a guy who goes somewhere and ch- t- uh, ch- turns things around instantly. It's unbelievable how quickly he gets results. First season in the Premier League, he wins it. Second, And he goes to the FA Cup final. Second season, he wins the FA Cup. So he's he's got this ability to go somewhere, pick up a team off of the ground um, and get people going. The problem with Antonio Conte is he's not ever for the long term. And Harry, Harry yeah. he could pick teams off the ground, but we're underground at the moment, mate. That's yeah, the well, problem. I, I, think, I think Conte could do the job. I, the problem here is that, you know, We've why I defend Mikel Arteta quite a bit and where I get a little bit irritated when when fans dig him out is that for years and years, all I've heard from Arsenal fans is the culture at this club is wrong. The culture stinks. The attitude of these players is bad. It's this, it's that. He's come in. He's bombed out every single player that's shown a bad attitude. Mesut Ozil, bombed. Um, Mateo Genduzzi, bombed. He's done it to all of them. And then people go, oh, yeah, but he's he's making these wrong decisions because he's leaving these players. Hold on a minute. For us to fix that culture that everybody's been whining about for the last 10 years, tough decisions need to be made. And they might affect us from a footballing perspective, but it's something you have to accept if you want to get to the end result. And so I'm sticking with Arteta for now. I'll give him the beginning of next season. In an ideal world, I'd bring in Conte, but we don't live in an ideal world. So for now... I stick with Mikel uh, for a bit longer. Tom. Yeah, uh, I think we should knight Arteta. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I think the thing is, is that uh, we talk about perfect worlds and ideal situations. I honestly don't think there's a, a coach out there right now in this moment that I think that I, I don't agree on the Rafa Benitez thing. I think he's, he suits a small short-term project. That's not what Arsenal are. We, we need someone to drastically change things. Yeah, we need a, sort to, a short-term change in terms of where we are in the league, but we need We need to be stabilised still and to move forward in, in a direction with, with a process, if you want to call it that, with a project. It needs to be something that has a vision going forwards. I think with Arteta, what we've seen this season is that we've got... I really like using Clive from the Arsenal Vision podcast theory of Arsenal have a ceiling and they have a floor. And our floor is is underground, as Kev put it eloquently a second ago. That's where our floor is. We, we are so bad. But when we're good, we are really good. We, we've seen it in games this season. We saw it at Leicester away. We saw it at Slavia Prague away. We've seen it in games like Chelsea at home this season. When Arsenal are good, we can explode. And as Arteta said himself, this team has the potential to, as he puts it, bang next season or whenever. The thing is, I think that Arsenal's floor... You can keep laughing, son, but you know. Uh, <laughs> Arsenal's floor is where it is because of having players that are faulted, players that we are all desperate to see go. 
if we get those players out and we bring in those quality players that we're talking about, our floor goes up considerably. And I feel that Arteta has the tactical now, so he has the potential and has the connection and the right culture change in him to really push this team towards that vision that we want. But it needs to be proven next season. Next season for me is, is, is a case of if he gets the backing and we're still not progressing, then I'll hold my hands up and say, it's not worked. This is not, it's not going to happen. But until that point, I need more evidence to come up with a really kind of full-time conclusion about this. You give him until that you give him the whole of next season or just no, he's, he's under pressure from day one. Right. So season. come he's November, if things aren't great. We'll have a good if... idea about it. if we're still like tenth in November, then I think you have to say, I'm not sure this is working. Yeah. Oh, he's you just agreed. have no, you have to fire him. It's not even yeah. a discussion at that point. <laughs> yeah. He's got to go. That doesn't sound That's like good. a process you're trusting, boys. Come on, stop this. You're trusting a process. Come on. No, that we we can't can't trust in a process because people like you will get on his back and be at the stadium shouting for I'm his head. I'm already on his back, so, mate. Well, exactly. On his back. I've <laughs> exactly. been since November. Exactly. I'm crawling at this stage with Dan. If it were up to Dan, we'd have Miguel Aziz. We'd be playing Champions League football with Miguel Aziz and Francis Coquelin. I'm going to, hey, don't knock the cock. I mean, he was, at least he was a Rottweiler in midfield, right? He had a granite checker, he was. Yeah. Jokes aside, jokes aside, I'm going to switch it to Kev, but. The truth is, is Arteta's the one that's been picking this team. And sometimes he's made mistakes. His substitutions have been questionable at times. And the truth is, the table doesn't lie. And yes, we have terrible players who are mentally impotent. This is, these, this is not, we, I don't think we can argue that fact. But, it, you know, I thought it was brainless playing Xhaka at left back against Everton. It's different, you know, doing that versus Slavia Prague. Um, and Sheffield United. So, Kev, where do you stand? Who's your manager? Well, uh, listen, the, I'm I'm kind of where Harry is, to be honest. You you know what I think? I'm pro Arsenal. I don't care who the manager is, but right now that culture needed to be. We're trained. all pro Arsenal, Kev. No, no, no but hold on. What's that it's got me to do with it? No, no, well, it's me yeah. explaining it. It's me talking, not you. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I'm pro Arsenal. What I, what, I don't care who the manager is. But the fact of the matter is the culture needed to change. The culture is changing slowly. It's not as fast as Arsenal fans want. And it's not as fast as some of us want. But the culture is changing. And we've always said it. Yes, we are impotent in the league. And that's been proven. But we are still in a semi-final of a European trophy. And we have been awful. Let's be honest. We've been awful. But we've got there by hook or by crook. Now, I don't know whether we're going to win it or not. I don't know whether even gonna, we're going to win the semi-final over two legs against Villarreal. I don't know. But... The changes inside the dressing room have, have have been coming. They've been done. And for me, right now, I would give Mikel Arteta to the end of next season. We're going to know throughout the season if things have improved or not. And if things don't improve, he's going to get the bullet. That's just the way life is. So... But, go on. No. Not going to interrupt you but, this time. <laughs> but, but if there was a change that needed to be done, I'd go for Joachim Lowe. 
Is he a club a guy? Do you think for. he's he's good at international, or do you think he could? Uh, he could, could, he could he's, listen. It's about footballers. It's about Ke- footballers. Kevin's gone for the only guy with better hair than Mikel Arteta. I love that. Yeah, I, listen, <laughs> he picks his nose a lot though doesn't he 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 could do that as much as he likes i don't care as long as he gets the results <laughs> and, and listen for me like that's what i'm saying right now i'd stick with Mikel Arteta because he's starting to change things inside the club if we had to change i'd go for Joachim Lowe well there's i mean in the europa league we've been great i think we've scored uh I don't know, 17 goals. We were unbeaten in 10. I mean, we've been phenomenal away from home in the Europa League. I mean, cup we're, a cup, we're a cup team. We're a very, very good cup team and we could win the the, the Europa League. But I wouldn't, I, I, for me as a fan, that would be amazing. That's the trophy I wanted at the beginning of the season because I never thought that we could be competitive in the Premier League. But it doesn't make me forgive Arteta for being so poor in the Premier League. What it makes me... F- believe is what we know and that the fact that we're a really really good cup team and we get back into the champions league and and we can make some money and you say like you're an arsenal what how did you say it kev no, i said I'm, I'm pro arsenal you're pro arsenal so if it you're pro doesn't matter, no, it doesn't matter to me about the manager because i'm pro arsenal right I, i'm pro arsenal too but yeah. if we're still 10th or 11th come november and you're pro arsenal That's surely Surely you, did you surely did you hear, yeah, but, Sophie, did you hear what I said? No, but you said you'll give him till the end of the summer. No, yeah, but did you hear what I said? <laughs> yeah, I, said, I did. I'll give him all of last next season, but we're gonna know before that. And if he's not doing the business, he gets fired. Mm, that's not what I heard. <laughs> well, I tell you what, listen to it again because <laughs> obviously you're not listening to what I say. So basically, the answer is yes, you would sack him in November if we're no, still in the same no, position. I'm saying he will get sacked. I'm asking if you will sack him. No, I'm, listen, I would give him to the end of the season, I said. There's my I, point. And, and then I Thank said, you. but if things ain't going right, he is going to get the sack. Right, but you're on, you're on the fence, Kev. You're on the I'm fence. I'm not on the fence. Yes, you I'm are. not on the fence. I've Very said, much. you're not listening to me. <laughs> <laughs> what part of what part of I would give him to, to the end we, of the season? No, stay because I need to ask you one more question. Just I would give him to the end of the season, but if he's not doing the business, he's going to get the sack. Do it. Right. Uh, I'll get you guys out on this one. It's been fun. Thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it. Um, I've gone 15 minutes over. I'm notorious for that. Uh, I do apologize. Sophie but time. It is Sophie time. Um, I can't let you go without some assessment as to what you think is going to happen in the Europa League semi-final. We face Unai Emery. Um, this is poetic. I mean, football at its finest. It, you just can't write this shit. If Arteta loses, it's total humiliation. If Unai wins, it's some vindication that he is one of the dons of the Europa League. Um, what's your take, Harry? I'll go to you first. On how the game's going to go? Or... What's your gut say? How do you think it's going to go? And please tell me you won't play Xhaka at left-back. Oh, I wouldn't have played him at left-back in the first place. When I was doing my my pods, I, that wasn't something I, I wanted to see. Um, I think you could get away with it against weaker opposition, but I wouldn't risk it in a game of this magnitude. I think I think this is going to be a, a tough tie, but I, I do feel like Arsenal are a better side than Villarreal. And, and Tom talked about, uh, you know, the, the floor and the ceiling. Arsenal anywhere near the ceiling blow Villarreal out of the water. 
The problem is, is that Arsenal have this ability to self-destruct and that's my concern. But funnily enough, I'm more confident going into the away leg than I am about the home leg. And I feel it's imperative that if Arsenal are going to get through, that they get a really good result um, away from home. And I think we can. I think what you often find in Europe and why the English teams are normally so successful in Europe is because there's a, particularly in comparison to La Liga, I think there's a, a lot more intensity in the Premier League. The game's played with a higher speed. I think if you press aggressively and you're on it from the beginning, then I think you can unsettle somebody like Villarreal. And from what I understand, and Tom will know better because he follows La Liga better than I do, but Villarreal have done okay this season, but they've not been, you know, they've not pulled up many trees, if that makes sense. So I'm, I'm confident that Arsenal can get through. And, and I wasn't a big fan of Unai Emery. And uh, the backlash I'm going to get if Unai Emery knocks us out of the, <laughs> out of the Europa League just adds an extra spice to it for me. <laughs> So good, Tom. What's your oh, go on? Shout under there of Unai Emery on the back, <laughs> <laughs> Tom. What's your take on um, on the game? And what do you think, Harry? Did you say whether you think we're going to win or not, real quick? Yeah, yeah, do... I, I think we'll okay. go through. All right, yeah. all right, go on, Tom. Sorry, mate. Uh, I th yeah, I think that I agree with everything that, that Harry said there. I think that our ceiling blows them away, and if we play like we did in that game away at Slavia Prague. Then yeah, a hundred percent we 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 play, we win this tie. Um, they're good. They've got some good players. Uh, as Kev talked about, Jared Moreno and Paco Alcázar up front are two really good players. They've got uh, Samuel Chukwueze uh, the right hand side. If we play Xhaka left back against Chukwueze, he's getting ripped apart, absolutely ripped to shreds. Kev said that last night. Yeah. And, and, and so I really hope that we go with Saka there over there, or as Clive talked about earlier on my show, Gabriel playing at left back with Pablo Marie at left centre back. So it, that, that's maybe an option for us. I think I'd rather see Saka play there though to be honest um it's, it's tough i think unai emery's i think unai emery the downfall of him in this is that he might overthink it he might try and get into the minds of arsenal knowing what the club's about and overthink it and then try and play quite defensively and allow us to come on to them like he did so often when he was our coach and let oppositions come on to us and attack us and i feel like if he does that then he's there could be an option for Arsenal to hit them. If you press Villarreal, they do have vulnerabilities. If you're quick and you're fast with your passing, you can open up spaces in that Villarreal team. And Barcelona did that at the weekend. They got lucky with some mistakes that Villarreal made because they were quick in their passing. They made chances, but they conceded because of Villarreal's quality and Chukwueze, of course, is in there as well. So it, it comes down to who we pick. And, and that's probably been Arteta's biggest struggle this season, his team selection. So that's my biggest fear. But I do think that we will go through. Dan? Um, I think we're going to go out. Um, the reason I think we're going to go out... <laughs> you said that was such a... Like, oh. <laughs> Oh, I love reason... you, Dad. <laughs> it's so epic. The reason I think we're going to go out is because we are a terrible football team and we have a terrible football manager. And I think that although we will probably win the game on Thursday night away 1-0, I still feel we'll mess it up at home because we can't be trusted mm -hmm. and the manager can't win a game at the Emirates, it seems. So I feel like we're going out and it will be hopefully goodbye to Mikel Arteta and we can move on. It doesn't mince his words ever. Super Kev, <laughs> What's your... you saw them. You covered the game for um, for Facebook the other night. You talked yeah. about 
that that um, you know trickiness we're going to face on that on that side where hopefully Xhaka won't be playing. What what say you? I think Villarreal can be a difficult side um, when they're on their game. They're a match for anybody. Honestly, they they they're a decent side, but I've seen enough flaws in them that if we half turn up, we could expose them. But it's always going to come down to what Arsenal turn up at the end of the day. If the Arsenal turn up that's higher up, closer to the ceiling, then we'll go through. But if we go, the Arsenal come underground that we've seen too many times this season, we're going to go out. But I truly think we're going to go through over two legs. Yep. I think we need to score at least three goals away from home. And I do think there's a stat out there. Um, Villarreal have, in, in La Liga, they've won four at home, lost four. And in those games, there's always been three goals or more. One of those stats. I'll have to double check it. Conceded. Conceded. Um, so I think we need, and I agree with Dan on the home form. I think we can all agree with that. It's terrible to think that we don't have that prowess at home um, anymore and look at the games that we've lost. I think we need to get two or three goals. If we can get two or three goals, we go through. But if we come away from that with a 1-1, I'm going to be super, I think like everybody, I think we'll all be super nervous and, and worried. If he plays Eddie and Ketia, can we just sack him now? Is that, is that he's like not going to play. He's not going to play him up front. That's <laughs> not. That's not going to happen. I mean, if he really wants to win this game. He's not doing that. And the way he was yelling at Eddie the other day, um, it just you know that's not going to happen. Does anyone think he's going to play Eddie? I don't think he's going to play. Eddie. Oh please, Don. I was it's joking. not impossible. Please, please. It's, it's it's not beyond oh, the realms of possibility. Oh, I I, don't, I wouldn't do it. I'd... But if Aubameyang hasn't recovered properly, we know Lacquer's out. Give Martinelli a shot or I play Balogun, I anyone but Eddie. I'd even play Pepe up front yeah, rather so than I. Eddie. Yeah. But I, I just, I, I'm not going to wind myself up about it because I do think there is a small chance that he oh might Oh my God, Harry, that. please no. Um, I think Pepe should play, by the way. Um, I think I think he should, I think he should play. But anyway, I know you guys don't want to reveal your teams yet because you're going to do that on your own show, but let's all say no to Eddie, something we can agree on, right? Super Kev? Hey, listen, if he picks Eddie, I'll back the manager. I don't, care. <laughs> I don't care who he picks as long as we go through. I don't care. I'm telling you now, I don't care. Well, I don't As long think as we'll... we go through, I don't care. Yeah. I think we go for it there and we and hopefully we can come home and be a little bit more conservative the way Arteta was playing well after the, after the, ho- the holidays, after December, that time where we were tougher to break down. We weren't conceding too many goals. We got to score uh, um, two or three goals, as I said, because it's going to be a nightmare coming home to try and defend the Wouldn't one. Wouldn't it be something if he picks Eddie and Eddie proves to be the? I will eat my words and I will <laughs> bake me another humble pie because I'm sure you've got one ready for me when it comes to Arteta as well. Listen, lads, thank you very much. I think we've learned a lot of things this evening that Dan should never own a football team. But (laughs) just kidding, Dan. Um, Thanks so much for joining us. Let everyone know where they can find you. I know everyone does know where they can find you, but let them know, Dan, you you kick off. Uh, Cheers for having me on, man. It's been great banter. I loved it. Um, You can follow me on Twitter at DanArsenal87, or you can come and find me on the same old Arsenal every Monday and Friday at 7 o'clock. So, yeah, thanks a lot. So thanks, KC, Tom, Harry, as always. Pleasure. Top man. Thank you so much, Harry. Yeah, you can find me on the Chronicles of Aguna, the YouTube channel or the podcast. And you can find me writing about Arsenal over at 90 Min.
Excellent. And you do nice some one, commentary we... for our audience in the US. Are you still doing that? The yep, commentary? Yep. Yep. Up until okay. the end of the season. Um, we're doing Saturday 5.30 game and whatever other game they give us during the week. But two a week at the moment. So, yeah, check awesome. it out on VSIN. Excellent. Uh, Tom? Yeah, you can find us uh, at Laguna Talk TV uh, or myself at Tom Cantor Media and you can find my uh, writing on all football at 101 Great Goals. And thank you for having me on. It's been a real pleasure. Nice one, Excellent. Tom. And Kev? And you can find me here tomorrow. <laughs> you can find me on the Ivory Squad tomorrow, right? Definitely. Don't be late. Let everyone know until then, Casey, what the Listen, word is. Great, what a great what a great guys to come They're on. Brilliant, aren't they? Hostess for the most is. All the guys are top guys. But until tomorrow, up the Arsenal. <laughs>